Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages. It is us, three... GMs roleplay far too much, and today's episode is not so much about roleplaying because a new game has just been released. That's right, Cyberpunk 2077, the long wait is over. And now for the patches. And now for the patches. I heard it had a day one already. Uh, yeah. And a day zero. Yep, day zero, day one. God forbid people should actually make complete games. They tried. And the glitches I have seen are not overly bad, and they actually make sense in-game, so they could be deliberate. Hey, hey old man, you remember uh, back when Donkey Kong Country first came out? Remember how many patches that had? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember how many patches Final Fantasy had when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, Even Final Fantasy XII had a lot of patches. Oh, yeah, tons. Uh, Yeah, my PS2 was hooked up to the internet for online play at the time. And, ooh, I got so many, like, onboard patches. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It was so hard for them to do complete games back then. Sarcasm fought. Initiated. (laughs) 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 All right, so Cyberpunk 2077 has just come out. Let's talk about the brute basics, because I can't play it. Which is a tragedy. It is a tragedy, (laughs) unless I upgrade or downgrade my operating system. Which, at this point, I kind of refuse to, because I hate Vista, and I absolutely 100% loathe Win 10. Of those two, it's the better option, but I no, get where you're Win at. 10 is just bullshit, dude. Just bullshit. There's plenty of that, too. But I have, of course, um, figured out the problem as to why I can't play it, my operating system and all that. And delving into this... My roommate has got it because he works at a game store. That lucky dick. I've seen you playing it relentlessly, and I've gone into many a forum to see what I'm missing out on. And so far, it has overwhelmingly positive reviews, but the people who hate it fucking despise it. Yeah, it's like an all-or-nothing review system at this point. Uh, yeah, like, it's pass-fail. Is it good? Yes. Fuck yes. All the yes. Or, is it good? I'm not a fan of this, 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 and everything else. Nobody's nitpicking it for like, oh, I don't like this little thing, but it's overall great here. Uh, I know one individual, like, it's a total killer for him, uh, because it does have... Wow, that's phallic. Stop serving the internet. (laughs) Uh, It has a uh, film grain. Built in for your character, of course, because you're looking through cyber eyes. Right. It's it's supposed to be the sort of visual static yeah. as, as it's processing. However, one of the things that kills it for the player, because he spent a lot of time making his character, is if he turns film grain off to see the game with the clarity that he wants to see the game with, and looks in the mirror, his hair's all fucked up. It, it looks all grainy on the edges, like really crappy green screen work. Like, it's the sort that's intended to be done with the grain, and it doesn't know what to do without it. Or if he walks past a reflective surface while wearing a hat, 
like all of his hair is gone. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. That was kind of a bummer, but it I think it depends on the hat. Some of them are coated much better, it seems like. Um, well, it, is it third-party hats he's wearing, or is it core game hats? Is this a problem where they had 15 different teams working on this, or was it something they coded 10 years ago? This is all CD Projekt Red, dude. Yeah, it doesn't mean a lot to me. Remember? It was all in-house. This wasn't like EA trying to make a Mass Effect game and treating it like it's a Boeing Dreamlighter and having oh, the struts yeah. made in Alpha Centauri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been so tempted to share that video at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they, they pretty much did all of this in-house. And I did notice, because my roommate, he has it, so he walked me through the character creator here recently. Because that was one of the things I saw online as people were bitching about the character graphics. I find them to be rather decent. They are pretty good. Um, and the character creator is... I would put it a slight step above Skyrim. I would put it a slight step above Skyrim. Yeah, the uh, characters don't look ugly as fuck when you go through the pre-made cycles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are some options, though, like the makeup options are kind of limited. The piercing options are all or none. Yeah. What if I just want to wear hoops? Or one eyebrow piercing? Or a septum piercing? Then I have to accept, like, a whole shitload of other metal. Yeah, and it's, you know, there's a few limitations to it, certainly. Um, but at the same token, that's not the end of the world. I, I think we should know uh, while we're talking about the character creator because I found it to be a lot like uh, Saints Row 3 uh, graphically. Like a step above Saints Row 3. But not uh, Saints Row 4? Not, well, uh, it's not as cartoony but it's not hyper-realistic which is a good balance in my opinion because if you go hyper-realistic the you, graphics tend to age poorly. Yep. But if you go car too cartoony it just kind of like you can't get invested. Right, and, and Cyberpunk's definitely got a healthy blend of the two. You know, it is the far future. It is, you know, a, arguably a fantasy setting, because it is not plain Jane, you and me, Call of Duty, fuck off edition. Well, the game is about transhumanism, so yeah, you're going to have, like, really crazy options. Like, I like the eyes, how you can have, like, little bullseyes for eyes, or little hearts, or little skulls. Right, and I... It's very detailed. Oh, yeah. I chose, I think, a pair of white uh, cat eye style. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it, because it pops. It's like, it's eye grabbing without taking away from the rest of the being they're attached to. I do like a vast majority of the hairstyles that you offer in the game as well. It doesn't look like you're wearing a plastic wig. Yeah. At least in the character creator. From what I've seen in gameplay, that... It looks. It stays pretty well. I mean, the hat issue aside. But I think we need to address the elephant's trunk in the room. Because <laughs> I did not expect this. I have never seen very many games in uh, retail stores have this as an option. Which is? You can customize your dick. And it has proper physics. Aside from clipping through clothing, sometimes they don't have just jiggle physics for tits. They got uh, they got jiggle dick physics. They got dick physics. Like when you, you call go to your physics. character, the the schlong bounces from side to side. Yes, 
Um, <laughs> as far now, as... do you get to edit for when it's hard or soft, or no. is it soft only? It's soft only. However, you can choose cut or uncut. Well, <laughs> mazel tov. I have never seen a game where I can choose if my peenie is cut <laughs> or uncut. When it comes then to piercings, do you get to pierce that? Is it all or nothing there? No, you do not do a Jacob's Ladder. Not even a Prince Albert? Not a Prince Albert. You can't do a clip piercing either. So you just get an any or an Audi. You get to choose size. And I was actually suspecting, like when I was being shown the character creator, I was like, because they have three different nipple sizes. So I'm like, what, do I get to choose like my vagina shape too? If I make a female character, do I got like a wide set vagina or do I have like a little skinny with a little nub on top? I mean, no, you get one standard vagina or peony, but you can choose peony size. I'm just like... Do you they, get to choose bush, no bush? You can choose bush, no bush. You can choose... What about a design? Yes, with men and women. You can have like a little pink heart over your schlong. Have your pubes cut so it says meat hinge. No, you can't get meat hinge tattooed on there. <laughs> However, I am sure Nexus Mods is hard at work. Oh, There's sure. a whole new genre of just dick and vajayjay modeling. There, again, this goes to uh, several months back. The screaming masses of inclusivity demanded that you get to be able to play with tatas and a peony or neither they, they wanted it to be more diverse they wanted to, if you want to play a hermaphroditic android go for it there was con, you know contention it's unnecessary fluff that they wanted added to the game to be more inclusive or some shit but really it doesn't matter because it's a first person view you don't you can't even go third person you uh, can you can it is an option there's also um, I think the genitalia stuff is going to become more relevant when you start discussing boy, uh, joy toys. Yeah, I did. Which not, I did not get into the, the point of joy toys. Uh, I just went through the character creator and I saw some of the missions and stuff. And I'm going to hand it over to you in a second because <laughs> you have been playing fuck all relentlessly. Oh yeah. Uh, I get up and you're already playing and I go to bed and when I check you're still playing I know when you're logging in and out because fucking Steam is a narc uh, <laughs> but yeah you're doing like easily 16 hour days so right now so it's a now. good thing tomorrow's second edition game <laughs> yeah he's doing like 16 hour days easy so he I am actually proud he's doing endurance runs like I do <laughs> uh, the, the things though that really get me about Cyberpunk 2077 though is the amount of fucking detail oh yeah like I've got thankfully my rig is capable of running it on ultra primo mode I'm not talking just like the detail of the items themselves but just the it, like the apartment looks lived in yeah everything like everything about it feels real it is hardcore immersive which is both a benefit and in some cases a detriment because I can easily, easily see people just getting lost in there. Oh yeah, like the, uh, of course my roommate, he was showing me the uh, his character and this is actually what really, really fucking gets me, okay? He's showing me his character and at first I see there's shaving cream on the counter, there's a toothbrush, there's pain pills. I can see the Venetian blinds in the background underneath the ceiling fan and they're like moving around from wind current i'm like holy shit 
this is an amazing amount of detail. Right? And then I get a closer look at his character, and I'm like, holy fuck. This is my Commander Shepard character. <laughs> like, his female character looks exactly like my Mass Effect 2 Commander Shepard. <laughs> like, the graphics haven't changed that much. The amount of detail in the eyes with the cybernetics hasn't changed that much. Blew me away, but I do love... Uh, when he's running around the city and I see, like, all the graffiti, the trash cans, the signage, it looks like a vibrant living world. It does. The people react. The AI will get into car crashes and shout at each other. Typically, and then they'll drive off, but, you know, crazy shit. You can, you know, set off a fire grenade next to a car. The tire will catch on fire and still be there and still run. You could drive that car off. After a while, it's not going to be doing terribly great. The car physics actually have an effect. If your car gets dinged up because you, you know, used it as a hammer, you're going to feel a difference in how it drives. It's amazing. It's... There is such vibrancy in it. And not just, like, all the little peons that are wandering around, right? All... You know, if you're running it, running around and bump someone, depending on where you are, they'll swear at you, curse you. Hey, what the fuck, man? Sort of shit. And they all have something different to say. It does. It looks like it looks like a, a lived-in, vibrant world that will continue going along no matter what your uh, interactions are with the world. I like that. Um, of course, I can't play it, so I can watch other people play it until my system finally. <laughs> it's rocks itself. It is trying so hard to become extinct at this moment. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's wrong. It just decided here recently that... Yeah, my time is up. I'm done. It's kind of like an old man right now laying in his computer bay just, oh, kill me now, kid! <laughs> Let me sleep! Either elect me to be president or just kill me. <laughs> I'm going to go sniff some games. <laughs> That sounds right with some of the trouble you've been having. You don't need to know my platform until I'm already running. <laughs> yeah, my computer is just... It, it feels ancient. It feels ancient at this point. I know it's not It's that damn near old. incontinent. Has it started leaking fluids randomly? <laughs> Thank the gods, no. That would be a terrible thing. There's, that means that, there's, that it's basically going into cardiac arrest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cardiac... <laughs> So the roommate tried a uh, is starting to build his own PC, and they get it all assembled, and it turns out something's wrong. After a, the motherboard won't even get to diagnostics. Really, really. So it was just dead on arrival. Uh, the, so we wound up testing this, and to do this, we open heart surgery with my computer power supply to test whether it was the power supply or the motherboard. Yeah, I've been there before, like. Standing around over a computer, like, flipping in RAM chips and pulling them back out and stuffing in the uh, CPU processor and pulling that back out and being like, what the fuck? I'm diagnosing here. Yeah. Clear. <laughs> Praying to a god you don't believe in, just be like, work. Shiva, give me strength. <laughs> Ironically, as another side note, before we get back into 2077, that is like one of the few times I've actually felt guilty about besmirching a god. Mm was besmirching a Hindu god. Yeah. yeah. I, it was just weird. I was like, God damn it, Brahma, I hate you. Vishnu, eat a dick. And then I like stopped and I'm like, oh, that was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't 
do that sort of thing. I, like, <laughs> I, I have a whole pantheon of made-up gods, and it, you know, I treat them with more respect. And then one day I just besmirch a Hindu god, a couple of Hindu gods, and I'm like, wow, that was just like low even for me. And I'm like, wait, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel bad about this all of a sudden? <laughs> Yeah, I've got your book of gods now. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My girl keeps randomly seeing the. Uh, she said she was eighteen. Meme on the back. How did that wind up in your collection? You gave it to me. I want that picture back. You can take the picture back. I just yeah. want all the contents I, in the book. Because that is just like the one picture I got on my like binders that like makes people go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me, dude. She's eighteen. <laughs> And people are just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's the point. Yeah, it, it's one of those uh, super over-the-top memes. It is super over-the-top, trolling as an art form. In real life, it's more difficult and more rewarding. Yeah. So let's get back into 2077. We, we were digressing again, as we normally do on the show. Now, and... I want to bring up something that is related. It's the whole cyberpunk aesthetic. Now, yeah. as someone who does not plan on playing this game, because really I don't play any Console or PC or current stuff because it's not really in my bag. The most I got to, as I just showed you guys before recording, was uh, Zero Punctuation's uh, Starstruck Vagabond. Uh, Which is 8-bit pixels. Actually, 16-bit. It's 16-bit. Yeah, it looks 16-bit. But yeah, that's the newest game I've downloaded in a while because, to be honest, I've had a hard time sitting up here after having to spend so many hours for an online D&D game, which... I'm not sad that it's ending. I think it's going to be a good run. But doing an everyday game, you know, almost a year ago, to doing it every other, uh, well, really one Sunday a month now, it's still kind of like, eh. But for someone wanting to do cyberpunk, uh, what is a good game system? And I know Shadowrun is the obvious answer for doing a steampunk aesthetic in their... Well, Shadowrun is the opposite hand of cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, both of the games are... Um, they're set in the cyberpunk yeah. aesthetic. They're both set in the cyberpunk aesthetic, but uh, Shadowrun is more D&D meets Blade so, Runner. Yeah, Which, so Shadowrun... Isn't that the whole premise of cyberpunk was... No, cyber, no. Cyberpunk, cyberpunk is a completely different game. Cyberpunk okay. is about transhumanism. Well, I, I meant the whole genre of cyberpunk as a whole. So the whole genre of cyberpunk follows the basic idea that the world can be divided into meat space, where as you walk around, breathe, all the body functions. That's reality. First off, that's question. enhanced reality, which is the cyber era. Well, no. And then there's the the net, and however it's represented, the net is its own entire fucking world. Mm. And it's it's a place of digitalis. It's a place free of the restraints of meat, mostly. And, you know, it's got, of course, the uh, dystopian and dystopian, or utopian... Utopian dystopia that's fall it's yeah. slowly falling sort of shit. You're you are at the peak of civilization. Technology is prevalent in everything. Life is super easy because you got Rosie the robot living in your fucking apartment. But at the same time, everyone is so plugged in, jacked in, and wired that they are ultimately they're very suffering little... from being disconnected. Yeah, um, from each other. Like I've seen uh, web comics that are that follow that that sort of train is like. 
learning how to reconnect with people, to talk to people. So this is like, just to go on something I know someone else in our group loves, it's like the world before Alita. Everything was, you know, cybernetics was everywhere and everything was great. Now they're going through the fall and then it leads to the world that Alita Battle Angel's in where shit has already fallen. Yep. There is one Eden, quote unquote, floating above the main city. Yeah, that that is technically that is, cyberpunk. Yeah. That is a cyberpunk. But it's starring just different era styles where there's the beginning of the golden age, the fall of the golden age, and then the the post dystopian age. Uh, anime has a lot of really good cyberpunk aesthetic to it, uh, especially early on. Of course, you got Alita. You've also got a uh, another one that's really great, Appleseed. Yeah, oh, Appleseed is amazing. And uh, there's also Arbidich. Oh, God, I forgot about Yeah, Arbidich falls well within the cyberpunk genre. Uh, okay, so 2077, the newest game to come out. I have heard a lot about bugs, and like we were talking uh, pre-episode, there's a guy out there right now who is extremely angry at the game because his male power fantasy character somehow glitched to have a vajayjay. Uh, I can see how having a random sex change would be, be disconcerting, a, be, be annihilating your fun time. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of crazy things, and some of them I think are actually deliberate. Well, do go on because so, you've got more experience in the game than I do, sir. So very early on in the game, you meet a Ripper Doc. That's your they're your cybernetic doctors. They're the ones whose specialty is dealing with cybernetics and meat and making them talk to each other without destroying each other. Which is a very important thing. They are also medical doctors in their own right. So they're they're sort of the mixture. They've got they've got a fair amount of skill in viruses, programs. They've got a fair amount of stuff in you know, medical as well as cyber surgery. So these these are three crucial skills to being a ripper doc. And then some place to work, really. So they're not worried about shaky hands? Some of them are. Okay. Just well, I'm sure they probably have and robotic hands so they're not shaky. <laughs> some of them have, you know, some of them have their own uh, motif and mindset, like there was a there's one of them that I ran across in one of the uh, Kapuki something one of the districts in one of the little suburbs right and you know his he was he was meat from the arms down because he believed that there was a delay between cyber and brain for hands and he didn't want that when he was operating so he went meat from arms down his prerogative. So it's it's a per choice thing, but the visual glitches. So you know I bring this up because very early in the game, you, yeah, I hear it's glitchy. So hit us with it. You wind up getting an ocular implant, so you actually have artificial eyes for most of the game. After like eh, forty five minutes out of the character creator, it's not it's not far. It's not far at all in the game. And they make a comment, it's like, you know, there might be visual glitches. It's normal with cyberware for oculus, for ocular cyberware. Okay, sure, fine. In my case, I get artifacts of, like, the various foliage. 
somehow it just stays and pops out and superimposes over the world on occasion. So like playing a video game too long and having the UI stay on your screen while you're watching a movie kind of shit. Yes. Okay. Yes. But they'll flicker. They'll pop in and out. And depending on where I look, like they'll stay fixed to the world. They're locationally accurate. It's just whether or not they should actually be in your visual range is questionable. So it's a, it's a glitch, but I feel like it could have been a deliberate glitch. It's not a bug; it's a feature. It it rides that a, line because of surprise mechanics. Well, the surprise mechanics was getting out of a van, watching the van view, you know, which I chose was three was uh, third person, and have it stay on the van while my dude wandered, stepped out without a head. And the camera, I could move my dude as though it was normal, but I had no camera control. I was stuck on the van. That okay. was the weirdest one that I had. That could be uh, a pretty uh, fucking annoying bug, I would say. That's uh, that's almost on the level of having uh, Japan back to Skyrim, almost as annoying as like getting decapitated and then having to load a save game and find you have no head. Yeah. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Yeah. Thankfully, I just booted out to main menu, booted back in, and it was fine. It was working like it should. So it wasn't, you know, detrimental to my gameplay, I'm going to say. Aside from the couple of minutes of, like, what the fuck is happening? Well, well I have not personally seen them, because I'm off doing my own stuff uh, with other games. I have experience with the sound of the X-Bone 1 hard crashing during gameplay. Uh, yesterday was three times in one sitting. Oof. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, apparently the game takes him right back to a hard crash. Save frequently and save often. That's the best answer I got for you at that yeah, point. Yeah, well, of course, save early, save often has always been the adage for any person playing a role-playing game. Yeah. Except unless you're playing D&D, because apparently there are people out there who ask the GM to reload saves if their character fails at something. <laughs> yeah. You can't quite save scum in, with pen and paper. Yeah, some will. Well, some will, and some won't. It, it depends on how many bribes you can give your GM. And get away with. Yeah, but apparently some guy fucked up a roll and he's like, ah, can I just go back to before this meeting happened? Like, start off in the morning? And the gym's like, what? He's like, oh, I just want to reload. No. You but, fucked it up. Live with it. With Cyberpunk, yeah, save early, save often. I saw three hard crashes. There are people who, um, there's a lot of, uh, I don't see much of the gameplay glitch side of uh, people, you know, talking about, like, janky controls or bullets not hitting opponents much. I, that's not most of what I see. It's... Most of it is texture and graphics or animation. Yes. They're, like, um, I had one animation glitch. Same mission as that van little uh, kerfuffle. Um, I stealth killed a guy and picked up his body. And it glitched. So I was stuck in this, like, perpetual pick-up-the-body animation. And with it, it spawned the dude's weapon every time. So I accidentally item-duplicationed. Except for the fact that because it's randomized, they varied in degree from rare to common. <laughs> mostly, mostly uncommon, which is not atypical. So until I found, like, a, a car truck to stuff the motherfucker in, and then it 
properly canceled out of the animation. And then I'm like, well, I guess I now have a bunch of guns I can pick up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Free duplitch. Nice. <laughs> Wasn't there one of those in Fallout that everyone was like, this is how you get infinite money? There, I mean, there are several could... in Fallout for yeah. getting in, uh, infinite money. Uh, yeah, that's not surprising. Some of them still work, like the uh, fucking uh, setup glitch, because you use a glitch to burn XP, and there's one that you use the... Uh, you get to press two buttons like really rapidly in succession while screwing around with your crafting bench. Oh, yeah. It didn't uh, was it zero punctuation that did that? A oh, lot of it? people have done that. Uh, I've done it just to see if they were like talking fussing shit. Yeah, if they were blowing smoke up my butt or something. But no, they, it's legit. It works. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: the gameplay super smooth. Picking up loot items. Not so much, because not all of them hit box correctly. So it's like, you normally when you're looking at something you want to pick up, you, you know, get your cursor on it, and it would be like, oh yeah, this thing. Could you want to pick this up? Yeah, and eh, some of them are a lot more fussy. Thankfully, most of those are junk items. Occasionally, a gun or two. So it's not the end of the world, but it can be really frustrating for those of us who are hardcore loot everything types. So, uh, one of the other things I want to talk about uh, with Cyberpunk 2077, which I think is important to uh, not just this episode, but those who have still yet to pick up the game. Yeah. And you have, what, about 40 hours in the game now? I haven't checked your metrics recently. Cause it, it sounds about right, given that, you know, I played it opening night. So, it was released Wednesday, 4 p.m. our time, which was midnight Greenwich Mean. Yeah. Then from there, it was about 9.15 that I first booted it up. I ran it to 3 in the morning. Then I went to bed because I had... But then you got up and you started playing about noon. Yeah. I went to bed about 5. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm putting a lot of hours in. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, it's earning my money. So, yeah, you definitely are getting your money on that one. <laughs> so the thing and, that makes me uh, curious, uh, as far as gameplay mechanics go... And I've seen this on the forums. My roommate didn't quite answer it very honestly. He's only about level 8 at this point. He's been, of course, swamped with work during the holiday season. Yeah, that's kind of what happens. It is what happens. Retail is bastard. However, so I kind of have an opinion and a half on this topic. And so you can either say yay or nay to it and, you know, of course, explain. But apparently, uh, one of the issues I've seen on the forums... And I made a, a snide comment about my roommate flatlining during a car chase, and he's just like, about ready to throw his uh, controller at my television. Apparently, the difficulty of the game, I'm, I'm trying to formulate the right words here, the difficulty of the game is fluidic. So it sort of is. Things that seem to be based on a relative danger to you, right? Most things that I'm running around with is medium danger. Um, I, it's actually been fairly rare that I've seen easy or very easy. Uh, so, you know, there's an aspect of threat to it. And it does change, right? Some of the same missions that I've dealt with later, you know, have been like, Oh yeah, I I'm going to hold off for a bit to do this mission. I don't quite feel like taking a very hard yet. I'm level 9. Mm, no, not yet. 
I think it's the first time I sneezed on air for a while. <laughs> Here it comes again. Sorry, folks. Ready for the hat trick? Oh, my God, dude. It's just like... <laughs> Out of nowhere. No, man. It feels like somebody just shoved a gummy worm up my nostril. <laughs> That's delightful. <sighs> so... <laughs> gummy worm! There's the hat trick. Yeah, it's yes? Just, it's just live increasing my difficulty. <laughs> Oh, fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> you okay? What spawned this? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to step out of the room because I'm sneezing like a motherfucker right now. Just please carry on. Continue on about the difficulty of the game. <laughs> uh, folks, please listen to Kazakhan. I've got to get, get deal with a gummy worm. <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> My going, goodness. So the difficulty of the game, it feels a little bit... Like, some of the item drops are really what make or break it. Um, early on, it can be fairly difficult because the weapons are piddly, but the enemies, not so much. Like, you can take their weaponry, and it's still better than yours, but not by much. And then you'll find, like, the one super gem pistol that fits your playstyle like it's a glove, like it was made for you, and it's got crazy high damage, and all of a sudden you're gone. <laughs> that's like that's sort of my interpretation of it so it's a little loot dependent with the loot with the, the, the difficulty I should say and that's sort of to be expected I mean this is in some degree a looter shooter because it has all of the stats attributed to it with you know uh, the five stats that you get to start with and the, the sub-specialties of those. You know, there's two to three per. Uh, and it is very weird talking to an empty room. I'll, I'm just going to say it. But at the same token, you know, once you find something that fits your play style, it fits. It clicks. And you have the power of God in bullets on your side when it comes to fruition and like when you find the right item the game difficulty goes from i actually have to be careful to i am a walking god of mayhem so it's loot dependent is the answer to the question because you walked out to hear my explanation i had to i know and I'm sure the listeners are very happy not to be hearing you just exploding into the mic. Um, for those who are wearing earbuds, I apologize. Uh, I'll do what I can in edit to make it less um, violent. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's just like suddenly, boom. Maybe it was because you were shit-talking the gods again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to Vishnu. I was only saying what I said earlier as an explanation of why I felt bad, please. Vishnu, um, I get it. Um, I'll be a good boy. You, Brahma, and Shiva can go have fun now. I will get out of your hair. So, I think one of the more interesting things, because... The way the game is, it's a role-playing game. It's based and modeled off of an older cyberpunk game, which we've talked about in previous episodes several times. Duh! And of course, that means that there's stats. And you can specialize. You, you know, your stats, there's perks that go with those 
stats that are in between two to three categories per stat. I did notice that. I was showing the character uh, leveling up stuff. It seems to be pretty damn robust. Oh, it and is. You can choose your playstyle. Of course, you start out as generic hero person at the beginning, but you can like specialize into basically being an operative with a gun, hacking, and stealth, or you can go melee or brute fist brawler. Yeah. It seems and, to have a lot of room. Yeah. And, you know, so the way, like, I'm somewhere in the level, I think, 21 now. I've been playing a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in that range. And I'm... I have hit my stride on the hacking, stealth, and handguns. Those things make me happy. And despite this, I've chosen to keep my attributes very balanced. Because there's a lot of good options in all of them. And they're all useful. It's just how and when you use them. I've got several perks into the stealth tree, so I can move faster, so I can, uh, you know, snap next and move on, so I can, you know, be quieter and more deadly while stealthing. And I've got stuff that is like handgun headshot. Ba-ba! Some of them seem to be, uh, what's the word, superfluous? Such as, later in the game, you can run endlessly, so why bother spending points early on for extra run endurance? I feel... I don't know. I haven't actually seen that perk. I also haven't invested extremely into the body trees. That it's they, a sub under athletics. I figured it would be. Yeah. They have an endurance one, and apparently, from what I understand, later in the game, like you can endlessly run without having to worry about endurance, so... Giving you that as a upgrade option early in the game is kind of uh, a way of wasting points. In a way, but you accrue points pretty quickly. So, just like Skyrim, as you do things related to a certain skill set among the, the various, you gain experience in it, and it can level up on its own bar. For example, um, quick hacks and breach... Uh, The breach protocol. Thank you. I was trying to figure out the, what, what the second yeah. word was. I'm sorry, I'm just distracted by the sound of uh, Blasphemous over here breathing. The microphone is like right underneath your nose, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, after that last little run out. <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah. were... At least your head wasn't exploding. The other end was. I know, I know. It's just... Yeah. I don't know, man. He's just like, my... Exploding head thing is completely unrelated to you, like, over there squeaking out gas, okay? <laughs> I was hoping y'all hadn't caught that as I squeaked by. <laughs> oh, no, you squeaked. There so, was a loud barking spider running across the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, you know, in the hacking game, right, there's Breach Protocol, which is for daemons, which are the, the bigger, nastier programs. They're Malware. They're the things that you infect a, pro a computer, a person, their cybernetics, a drone, a turret, and it does nasty things. Uh, one of the ones I've picked up is mass vulnerability. Everything in the network gets a blanket 30% reduction to their resistances. 
after like a perk and a half to make it so but it's like 30% reduction to every single resistance in the game for like six minutes yeah I did notice uh, and speaking about the time frame of that power I noticed that uh, my roommate he's doing a stealth build basically okay and he's basically regaling himself to uh, melee weapons, pistols, stealth, and hacking. So he's playing similarly to me. Yeah. And it's usually a power build in almost any fucking game. Yes, that's a... It is not wrong. <laughs> it is not wrong. I, after all, I mean, any Bethesda game where you can play a sniper, you are a god. Essentially. Yeah. Just one hit, one hit, one hit, whatever. But I did notice that the time frames on the powers don't seem so short that they seem irrelevant. They're and they're not so long that they're not game breaking. Like he's got one that's uh, about six minutes long, and he relies on this hardcore for the stealth missions, which is to knock out the cameras for up to six minutes. I've got that one. Yeah, it is. It is undeniably useful. Another amazing one is a quick hack, which is the other side of hacking. These are quick hacks that are just like, hey, we're going to flip this switch and see what it does to you. They're, you know, forcibly switching the switch when it probably shouldn't be. Yeah. My favorite is reboot optics. Because what that means is there's like a six second span of time, you know, takes a little while to load, and you just kind of hide in the corner, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, and now he's blind. Go! Yeah, I, I do notice that a lot of powers in game, uh, most video games, uh, Cyberpunk seems to have a really good balance. I mean, six minutes is a really good mark because in some games, like they give you 120 seconds, which is in not... reality is not enough. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. They, or they give you uh, in some games make it even worse, especially in MMOs, where they give you like a five second uh, stealth boat uh, boost or whatever. And it's like that's not enough to get past the enemy. What is going to take me five seconds just to get up to them, not past them? Yeah. And, like, one of my favorite tactics right now is a combination of two quick hacks. It's whistle. Hey, you! Mirror! That's functionally what it does. And reboot optics. Because with those two, I can do that, and when they get close enough to around the corner where they can start to see me, tag them with reboot optics, hide for a sec... And then as they continue walking forward, you just walk around behind them, grab, snap, done. Job's done, dead body. Yeah. And for a stealth build, that is amazeballs. It sounds amazeballs. Although one of the abilities I saw did not seem... I've, I've seen much of the gameplay. But one of the abilities for a stealth build seems kind of slightly irrelevant, which is you can basically get a stealth kill on somebody if you surprise them by leaping down from, like, a rafter. I have yet to figure out how to do that, so... So it's a Batman ability? And is considering it? how many hours... Yeah, it's a Batman ability, and considering how many hours you've put in this last week, if you don't know what it's for... Well, I know what it's for. Yeah. It's for Assassin's Creeding bullshit. Yeah, but... It's exactly what it's for. haven't found a viable place to really pull that shit off... I've been more than capable of crawling around in stealth crawl and you know crouch walk to get around to kill my enemies to blind them to tweak their attention somewhere because you can also hack the vending machines and damn near anything else in the world oh hey those guys there's like four guys and they're all staring this way but they're right in front of a vending machine ding distract enemies and they'll stay there for like 30 seconds and in that time you can ghost like two more dudes 
and all of a sudden they turn around and either their buddies are gone, or you left the dead bodies there like a lazy asshole. <laughs> and then they'll then they'll pull guns and find you. Nah, I leave the bodies there not as a lazy asshole, but as a message. I'm Batman. You see? Yeah. And some people will play that. You can also, like, again, so the quick hacks are very useful. It's just, it can be tricky sometimes to pull them off in combat, because you have to, on PC at least, using keyboard and mouse, the default keybinds are tab, which you press and hold to activate your scanner, and then you find your target, so you get your crosshairs on them, and then you scroll through a list using QE, or the up and down arrows on your numpad, by your numpad, and you pick the one you want to do, and then you fire it off, and then it has a loading time. It's like, you know, it worms its way in, it finds where it needs to be, and then it, like, you know, powers up its punch whatever it does. So, on the PC, and this is something we haven't covered just yet, but also very important to gameplay mechanics, how does it play on a mouse and keyboard? It plays super green. Super green! Yeah, we're pulling uh, Fifth Element. That is hella awesome. Yeah. That is doing super green, because from what I understand, on console, and just by goofing around with the character creator, it does not get a multi-pass on anything. Console is a pain in the butt because of the button uh, spread. Yes. It's, as a primarily keyboard and mouse player, for me to do a first-person shooter using a controller seems anathema. It, I can yeah. do it in a pinch, but it's not my preferred style. I, I Give me the precision of a mouse yeah. every time, every time, and I will use it. I, I totally understand. I totally hear you. And I'm sure people out there understand that a keyboard and mouse is just somehow quicker and more accurate and more fun. Of course, if you could turn half of your keyboard into like a control stick for your movement, that'd be kind of nice. I'm sure there's setups. But Someone's going to uh, make it. If it's no, not, it doesn't exist yet, it will. It will. But the uh, we were doing the character creator just the other day and like... The, the toggles would just move around on their own, or you'd have to remember to, to press certain buttons to do specific things. And there was just, like, a fuck ton of buttons for the most inane shit. Yeah, it did feel a little weird to... to fix your nose? <laughs> that <laughs> no, kind of shit? No, more like uh, the camera controls are a little fussy during character creation. So you can, you know, pan your camera around the, the model that you're uh, creating... And I find that the driving controls are a little bit janky, too, because it is accelerate, decelerate, turn right, turn left. Well, that's... And that's... Uh... It's a little bit different because it will not track against the camera. In other games, you could mouse look to steer to an extent. That That's one of the downsides, though, that we're getting into, though, because, like we said, it's a first-person shooter, RP game... And it plays better on mouse and keyboard. You get way better accuracy and response time and all that. Now there's the opposite hand, though, is it includes driving mechanics, which is traditionally better on a controller. And I will absolutely give them that. Like, driving well, with a controller would feel much more natural. And again, you know, like, we've I, I actually have experience on both sides of this because my roommate, Doc Martin... 
He plays first-person shooters with a controller. Why? I don't know. That's his thing. He can do it. 360 no-scope. And he can pull off shit like that. It is uncanny to me. Like, how? Error processing, how? Uh, it, it does. It blows my mind. Drugs. I don't even think it's that. Drugs. Anyway, Blasphemous, you got some going on over there. You're, you're making that face. What do you got to say? Oh, I was going to go into the whole thing about <laughs> driving games and how, from my experience, because I used to be really into them, like, the Gran news. Turismo was my shit. I, I mean, I had the fucking steering wheel, the pedals, the fucking gear shift, all that setup you got with the special edition with fucking fries. And a bag of chips. Uh, and oh, fries all over your controller. God. Well, no, although with that, it was all over your steering wheel. But in my experience, driving games, the only games that ever have good driving feel are driving specific games. Even Mario Kart has a better feel than fucking the last Grand Theft Auto did. Oh, last Grand Theft Auto. Ugh. Yeah, you want to talk about shit driving games. No, you, mean, want, you want to talk about shit piloting games. Oh, God. Like, Jesus. And piloting Christ in its own right crunch. is... Piloting in its own right is a kind of a whole ball it's, of work. It's, yeah, it's a different Piloting, animal to driving. It, it's a different animal to driving, but the... Like Saints Row 4, to go back on that, because it's a very similar game in uh, many aspects to Cyberpunk. Piloting in Saints Row was fairly easy, but still complex enough to keep you on your toes. Whereas in GTA, trying to pilot a helicopter was just frustrating. <laughs> Murder thought. It's like, no, go that way. No, go, no, that, yeah, that's I, the rock. No, yeah. I didn't want you to fire. Yeah, uh, now I got the, cops. Yeah, the piloting missions in GTA just. Terrabad. Super bad. Uh, so hopefully, uh, like you were saying, the uh, car mechanics, not the actual auto workers themselves, but the mechanical aspect of driving the car, especially with damage, actually does translate well. I, I have yet they, to try it. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, with, you know, QQIs and, and sniffles for you, and I don't I blame, blame the cat. <laughs> That's possible. Um... So the driving mechanic, like, the feel of driving is great. It's just getting the controls to do what you want is a little bit... I'm going to say it has a learning curve. Because the best way I've figured out is, like, tapping with the accelerator rather than holding it. Because the moment you hold it, you floor it, and you stay floored, and you just start losing control because it's going so fast. It's hard to process, and it turns it changes its turning radius and all that jazz ah yes the accelerator issue that all gaming cars have uh, yes. i didn't realize they only had toyotas in that game it's well again it's there's i'm sure there's other vehicles it, it, it's a real life joke because they had a problem with their accelerators where they would get stuck because it was all it was the first fully electronic it, it's it's a joke i was i figured that's what it was oh and my there's... god you two just kiss and make up what <laughs> no, he was going to do something. I was like, dude, just don't worry. It's, it's just a I know joke. This is that look of disappointment he was giving you. And, you know, mind, I haven't played with all the various vehicle producers in the game. I, not by a long stretch. I heard the map is pretty big and the game is really robust. Very much so. I have set foot in about four of the districts and the Badlands. There are six districts... And each of those has sub-communities. Like, in Seattle, we've got Queen Hill 
and Queen or, Anne. Yes, Queen Anne and uh, Capitol Hill. Hill. Capitol Hill. These are all neighborhoods in their own right, but they fall into the greater Seattle suburbs, right? And in the same way, Night City does this. So, like, the starting uh, district that you live in is called Watson, and there's like four different neighborhoods in Watson alone, each of which has its own gang presence from one of the many, many gangs of Night City. There are a lot, and there are a lot of it's members. It's cyberpunk, to... yeah. There are a fuck ton of members to these things, so, like, absolutely do not feel bad about gacking every motherfucker you see that is gang-affiliated. And once now, you get your ocular implants, you'll know who is that, who that is and who's Civi. Um, speaking about your, your starting district and everything, why... Okay, because we all know video games are a form of escapism, especially role-playing games. They give us a chance to be the power of fantasy. Somebody we're not really. I mean, like, in Skyrim, you're the goddamn Dragonborn. Right. You're the chosen one. You're Darth Vader Light, if you want to be, or Captain Archer, whatever the hell you want to be. And then I see Cyberpunk 2077, and not only do you get to choose the size and shape of your nipples... Unless you're a dude, you only get two choices: no nipples or nipples. But if you're a gal, you can have large areolas or small areolas. You can go perky, whatever. So you get some options: you can get a big peeny, cut, uncut, large peeny, yep. tiny peeny, yeah, micro peeny, all that jazz, all that jazz. So you can really develop a character who's got their own style. Uh, of course, it's got the, the Witcher thing where different clothes gives you different stats, which is why my roommate's not wearing camel pants, which would go way better with the outfit that his character's wearing. Agreed. Agreed. So, like, that's that's the other thing that I've, I've noticed is the armor items, which is all of the style pieces, everything that you can put on your body and be outwardly showing. It is nicely divided. So you've got pants, boots, inner torso, outer torso, face, and head. So you can actually wear things, like you can wear kabuki masks or sunglasses. Right and... now, his character's running around in a fedora. Okay. Okay? He's he's doing a female chick with dark hair. Uh, looks a lot like Captain Shepard out of uh, Mass, Mass Effect. Effect 2. Right, right. But wearing a fedora, uh, armored vest, Okay. like a security guard would wear. Right. With an appropriately military-looking long-sleeve button-up shirt underneath it. Right. Tennis shoes and track shorts. Yeah, and that's the thing, is you will see outfits like that in Night City. Looks like a clown. No, no. It's uh, the shorts that does it. It's the shorts that really kill it. You know, no. <laughs> camo? camo pants would go great with the outfit. Or uh, even camo shorts. Even camo shorts would look better. Or slacks. Slacks would work with that, too. But... Uh, what gets me, though, is, is just going back real quick on the bicycle here a little bit, is it's a power fantasy, right? Like, I was talking like about all the body parts you can select for your character. You're, you make your character how you want. It's your fantasy. It's your night city you're playing. It's your world. You have fun in it. And then you still have to pay rent on your apartment in-game. And I have to figure out how to do that. Apparently. I'm still struggling to pay my rent in real life right now. I, why would I want to go into a video game and struggle to pay rent in another location? <laughs> it does make sense, though. It's like, it's it's part of what brings it immersion, right? It brings that sense of realism, and I still have to figure out how to do that. 
It's like I've gotten the text message. Hey, you're uh, there's a so there's a story point very early on, and shortly thereafter you finally meet Johnny Silverhand because everybody knows he's in the game. He's been the poster child of the videos for like ever. I believe you go downstairs and you show your landlord that you have a lightning bolt carved into your pubes. I gotta figure that out. Hey, it's yeah. a legitimate hairstyle for uh, down there. Yeah, sure. It's in the game. And, you know, the other thing about it is, like, you you wind up spending a couple of weeks recovery time in the intering, intervening cutscene. So you fall behind on rent. And that's where I am. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck to do that so they'll get off my ass. It's like, hey, you if you fail to pay, you will be evicted. I am actually curious about one thing, because for those who are playing it right now, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there's bad things going on in the game. You're basically on a death timer. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's as far as I'm going to get on the spoilage, is you're basically on a death timer in the game. There is a time limit to do shit. But I wonder... It's mission-specific from what I've seen. I don't know. I thought I saw a timer actually ticking during uh, one of the cutscenes, or not cutscene, but as my roommate was walking around in the virtual apartment in Cyberpunk. But I'm wondering, like... If I just decide to leave it on my computer running for two weeks, will my character just fall over dead? I know. That would be hilarious. I mean, it's possible. I wouldn't put it past them. At the same token, I don't know. And, like, the death timer thing has its own unique kitched thing, right? Yeah. So, without spoiling it, you have to figure out what's going on and how to save yourself from it. Which, real shocking, that's what death timers do. Yeah. At the same token, interesting little tidbit, a new slot opens up on your attributes when that death timer starts. I haven't, I, I don't have any idea what it does and what it's attached to. But the interface changes to allow one. I believe it's a new slot for Joy Toys. Uh, I had to. You got me. I had to. <laughs> you got me. Even Blasphemous over here is getting a little bit of smirk action going on. Like a video game with joy toys? Yes, you don't need a mod for it now. They're actually called joy toys in the game. Yeah. Apparently, if you want to have adult fun in the game, and yes, if you're a minor and you want to buy this game, you will get carded. Mm. But you will get carded, and with good reason. Yeah. Like. It makes sense, but between every second and tenth word, somewhere there is a fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, you're playing a video game in America. You're playing a video game in America. Written by millennials. Sure. No, actually, no it's, it it's, it's written it's... by a bunch of uh, vodka-drinking slavs. Oh, which they had millennials do translation. And it was based off of the writings and works of a boomer. Really? The, the original writer for Cyberpunk is a black dude who's old as fuck. That quote that I read off a few weeks ago mm -hmm. was something he wrote back during uh, the early publications of the game. It's like, Cyberpunk has been around since like, the late 60s. Oh, yeah. 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 Mike Pondsmith is not a young dude by any means of the imagination. He's up there in years like with um, George Lucas. Mm -hmm. He's not a young man. He they wrote started this. the revolution a long time ago. But... Yeah. It's finally uh, a translation of a role-playing game meant for adults 
mm-hmm. into a video game for adults. It's going yeah. to have adult topics. It's going to have adult language. It's going to mm-hmm. have adult clothing. It's going to have questionable moral things pop up. Like the other day, uh, in order for a deal to go through, you have to choose whether or not to do drugs mm-hmm. with uh, a weapons dealer or not. And if you don't, it you makes the game more difficult a little you got to do some fast talking you to get around. So basically, I'm, I'm seeing the whole uh, FBI agent trying to get into Hell's Angels. You're, you're de- you're to de- an extent, yeah. there are some aspects you're of that. You're definitely yeah. delving into some morally gray areas. Not mm-hmm. everything is cut and paste, good or bad answers to everything. This is not light side, dark side of the force. Yeah. You are in that morally ambiguous area as the player character. And, and that is your so entire existence. Yeah. I just had a scanner darkly flash through my mind, that wonderful, wonderful movie. Also having Keanu Reeves in it. Rihanna Keeves. Rihanna Keeves. <laughs> Thank you, Spiffing Brit. Yeah, it's... it's uh, that's who it was. You're going to hear fuck a lot in the yeah. game. Um, well, and it sort of does, in its own way, it brings the city feel to life. It has a feeling reminiscent of, like, New York or other high metropolis areas, right? People are generally kind of more surly in those when you bump into them or do something. It's... Or... And, you know, the, the topic of discussion, you know, it's not... It is not uncommon in the least bit to be discussing death and specifically firearms-related killing. Oh, yeah, I saw the news report, like, uh, homicides were down last year to only, like, 17,000 in the city. Oh, yeah, and, like, I hear another newsreel in the game. It's like, uh, Night City alone has a 300% 300 violent crimes rate compared to the rest of Noosa. It's like the whole East Coast back in the 70s. Eh, how how was it killed? Eh, shot and killed. Shot and killed. Everyone's been shot and killed. Yeah, it's it's like Detroit with an actual, like, still running economy. And cybernetics. (laughs) Yeah. And all of the crazy that follows. Yep. Fair warning, this game is not for people who have epilepsy, because there, and I can see why, because there's a specific sequence fairly early in for something called a brain dance. So, what you're saying is it is not the most inclusive game. <laughs> it has a uh, trigger warning. I actually... I thought it was funny, um... Speaking about inclusivity. Because in video games, there is, like, one demographic who has been completely overlooked throughout all of this diversity and inclusivity and huggy, touchy, no white male empowerment marching shit. stuff shit going on. Last I checked, video games were for anybody who wanted to pick up a controller. It was for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to play a game, just pick it up. It's your world, your fantasy, whatever. And as we're going through the character creator in this one, I thought I caught a glimpse of a group that was never spoken of in video games before. Mm. Because as he's going through with the eyes on the character we're working on, Suddenly, like, the left eye is all normal, but the, the right eye looks super dopey. Oh, heterochromia. No, like, Ooh. super dopey. Oh, I see. Like, I see. Like, somebody who should Full on lazy eye. I've got an IQ of room temperature, crayons, you know, that kind of dopey, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked at that, I'm like, oh my god, they actually, like, took it a step further and said, you want diversity? Here we go. We're bringing in Down Syndrome into a game. 
I, I, I thought that's what it was at first, but it turns out, no, it's just from head trauma. You're like, the skull shifted or something. But I was like, for a moment there, I was like, holy crap, are they actually raising the bar on the diversity crowd and saying, okay, if you want inclusivity, we're going to bring in Down syndrome or autism or some sort of thing that makes your eyes go that weird dopey look. Uh, you know, I was waiting for like the super forehead shape to come in and everything on the character creator. I thought they were actually going to step up the bar and be like, all right, we're bringing in these guys who nobody's ever spoken of before. And I, they kind of actually take that out. There's another newsreel. Multiple sclerosis is the only disease that they're really still fighting because you can't just replace it with cybernetic tissue or cybernetic replacement. Yeah. Everything else can, seems to be treatable with medical side. Or cybernetics. But multiple sclerosis, they're talking about shit like nanite infusions in the spinal column. Yeah. Nanites. And it was, accordingly, it was going to be for the fucking filthy rich. Because we know they're out there. Well, duh. Mega corporations. Hmm, who'd have fucking thought? If we ever get viable cybernetics on planet Earth, the first ones, and pretty much predominantly the only ones that have it for at least the first 50 years, it's going to be the rich fucks. But, I will definitely make a character with a dopey eye. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Wait, when I get the chance to play this game, because... Why not? Why not? It's never been done before. Why, why, why can't I just play a character with a dopey, like, lazy left eye? Even if they, you know might shoot their enemies and sneak up behind and break their necks and then eat a couple of crayons, at least the uh, <laughs> inclusivity and diversity crew can't be screaming about that. They, they can't be screaming about that because the game finally included a group that has literally had no voice at all, ever. Everybody else is running around tooting their horns and beating their drums, but I don't hear Down Syndrome kids screaming. Maybe because... Strangely enough, they're more adult and more... Yeah, I mean, the, the guy who fought, what was that, back in the 80s? The the young man with the Down syndrome back then fought to get a job at McDonald's? Yeah. He was able to retire after almost 40 years, and you know what? He was always one of the best employees. Exactly. He, he was like, hey, yeah. I'm completely capable of doing something. I just want to. He even found love there, got married, whole nine. Absolutely. And, you know, he was always seen as the nicest guy, and those... In like in my personal experience, the folks with uh, with like Down syndrome and yeah. Aspergers, they're super upbeat. They're super happy, and they're super nice people. Yeah, and then maybe you get assholes around them. But uh, maybe it's just the fact that you know they're content. maybe they just understand video games are entertainment as much as you know saying normal people, and they're more mature than the people who are screaming for inclusivity. Yeah, and if that's the case, I tip my hat. Props. Yeah. I would too, but I'm seeing a triple digit up there. On yeah, the fiber. we are. Uh, well, I figured we also had a little uh, bump in the middle that will get edited out. So. No, I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> My head explodes and everything, dude, because that's the way we roll here. <laughs> it is uncensored, uncut, and unprepared. And unprepared. So if I fuck up, people can laugh at me. And I just pray they're not wearing earbuds during my head explodey. <laughs> you should put like a little warning. Is like, hey, I might, I might. yeah, like at the, at, the front of, at the front of the episode, be like, hey, we had a couple of blips. Uh you might not. Why don't have you these... post the episode then? You know what? My final thoughts is I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to blow my nose. So again, if ooh. you have Cyberpunk, have fun playing it. 
If you like it, it's great. If you don't like it, uh, you know, that that's, that's your choice. It's your money. You vote with your wallet. Yeah. But uh, just like any game, Cyberpunk looks to be very much your world. You play in it like a lot of other role plays. And it reacts. And it reacts. So there's not much I can say for final thoughts on this because... You haven't had the chance to I haven't really it. had the chance to play it, but what I have seen that's not bitching or griping has just been glowing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in my experience, it has been, you know, a 9.8 out of 10 handily, and it's just a couple of glitches that bring it down. It's And, like, the driving mechanics are kind of a turndown for me. But at the same token, now that I'm getting the hang of it, I can deal with it. And I've shared that, you know, the various other car manufacturers in-game and their various classifications are going to bring weird shit, too. And at this point, I would recommend it. I certainly enjoy it, and I'm certainly enjoying the street kid path that, I'm, that I've decided to walk in it. I know that there's two others. There's the Nomads and the Corpo, and they each have a different... Before you oh. start the story. Did you see the Corpo pre-made uh, character that looks like she's uh, the, the Indian-looking one? I, if you go into Corpo, they got the scowl with dark hair, and she looks a lot like a Sikh or a uh, India Indian. R- like, damn! Smoking hot! That's all I gotta say. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna sign off now. So in the famous words of Thomas Jefferson, smoke dope, fuck bitches, get money. Fuck the government. Peace. Thomas Jefferson, 1775. <laughs> and just like him, Game Goblin, going back to my crypt. Kazarkan, back through the skies. Probably overnight city. Doth Blasphemous signing off. Uh, don't believe everything you read on the internet.